0: Hey, everyone, it's just me on the podcast today interviewing my mentor, James Wedmore. Now, a lot of you guys might have heard of him, but so many of you haven't. I started working with James at the very, very end of 2016 to join his 2017 Inner Circle Mastermind group. I chose to work with James because I'd seen him around, I'd seen some of his video stuff Uh, I'd never bought any of his programs, but I'd started listening to his Mind Your Business podcast. It was blowing my mind. I loved that he had integrity. I loved that he was really into woo and that he knew that it was more than just ninja marketing strategies and, and business growth strategies It was all about how we were showing up as individuals. I wanted to be around him and his crew. I took a massive, massive leap and joined his, his mastermind group. And I haven't looked back when he, when, when I joined my business was making about $250,000. $250,000. He asked me what a breakthrough year would be. And I was like, well, look, if next year I could earn $300,000, that would really be life-changing. He was like, 300 dollars <laughs> uh, Why not 700000 And I'm like, oh, what? Well, I mean, I'm just still growing. And that was one of the first stories in that conversation that he helped me bust is that growth has to be linear. And it has to go step by step. Sometimes growth can be really explosive and really fast. So this last financial year, the business made 600,000. Uh, that's in my second year of of working with him. And I noticed growth straight away. Being a part of that mastermind has been a huge part of my business and, and, and personal growth. And a, a really, really big part of that is having my stories out <laughs> um airing for everyone to see and i think that what has happened is i can't run and hide from them anymore that I deal with them now. I move through them the way that James coaches me through them and the rest of the masterminders has been extraordinary. And that's why today I wanted to talk to him all about the stories that he sees most entrepreneurs spinning that are halting them from their growth. They are really holding you back. And it's a brilliant discussion. Excuse the audio because recording this while on holidays down at the beach But I really wanted to get this done. I wanted you to get to know him also because he's got his rise of the digital CEO dropping any minute. Uh, This is an eight-part video series that is, I mean, the guy's into video, so expect to be blown away. I don't see myself creating something like this anytime soon, but uh, he has done an exceptional job. It is really, really Look, it goes so far as to say why some people's online businesses just aren't rocking like they should be, and what James has helped me with in in our time together is to really see myself not like as as the as the um, the talent and the driver of this business, but really. As a business owner, I had no idea what that even meant. I am seriously learning all of this stuff on the fly. Get into that series Uh, while it's available to you. You'll really enjoy it and it will really start to shift the way that you show up for your business. It's a business if you want it to be. It's a hobby if you want it to be. And I don't know about you, but I want to impact a lot of people. And I also want to create a team of people that love working with me and for my company and for my vision. And I knew nothing about how to do those sorts of things. I knew nothing when I was all the overwhelm, doing everything by myself and expecting things to grow. It's a backwards way of doing things. So jump on into it and really enjoy this conversation with James as we bust the stories that are keeping you stuck and your business from growing. (laughs) Enjoy. Keeping good company. Honest and transparent conversations between two good mates on an entrepreneurial journey together. Join Lisa Corduff and myself, Carly Nimmo, while we explore what it means to create, grow, and keep good company. Life and business is better when you're keeping good company. James Wedmore, when I arrived to my very first Inner Circle Mastermind retreat in Laguna Beach at the start of 2017, I sat on the hot seat chair and I cried like I often cry. And my hot seat question was, can I possibly grow a big business and be a good mom? Hmm. Now, I don't know if you remember that, but that was a, a genuine, like, feeling and belief I had that I could not do these two things at the one time. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what you even said to me, whether you did say anything or whether you let the room say stuff, but what happened in that moment was that my belief was completely shifted. Right. I would be able to talk myself out of that belief now, but back then it was really real. And I, today I want to talk to you about this belief, all the beliefs that especially online entrepreneurs have that hold them back from growth in their business. Yeah. Let's so welcome to the podcast. Really Thank excited you. to have you here. Yeah. Can you remember, like, what did you actually even think when you were watching me? sit Oh, on that? I
1: was, I was like rubbing my hands together. Like, all right. Like those, those are my favorite because, um, those as in like you are like my favorite because, that's where like the growth is like it's you just you got to move like two or three little things boop just right out of the way and then it's like off to the races um and and that's the big that's the big thing like you know you didn't need some which that that's a mistake like so most entrepreneurs most of the struggling entrepreneurs are making they look at their business they look at the bank account they look at the sales they look at their paypal accounts whatever and they're not happy with what they see and so the first thing they do is they go, I got to find that new strategy, that new funnel, that new tactic, that new thing that's going to solve all my business and marketing problems. And what's worse for those that already are kind of successful, I see it even worse that they throw their money at the, the solution. Like they don't even look at, they throw their money at the problem. Like here, you go fix it, right? And they tend to ignore this last piece, which is the, the critical piece, which is what we're talking about here, uh, which is themselves themselves in the context of business, their business, and what I see as such a common theme is um, these, these stories and beliefs that are really preventing entrepreneurs from getting what they want. Uh, there's a definition of the word, word, and because this is what this is, resistance, the beautiful definition that I love. Resistance is when there is a thought or belief that counters your desire. And so, what I really want to offer, and I think we can go really deep here with your listeners, is that for those who have a business idea, a vision, um, a goal, an outcome, a destination, and it's like been sticky, crunchy, like you know, really, uh, I'm spinning my wheels and swimming in deep granola. It's just no matter what I do, it's not moving forward. What I'm going to offer is that for most people, there is some sort of obviously resistance, but some sort of belief or a series of beliefs or stories that we're telling ourselves as to what it's going to take, why it's not possible, what it's going to cost me, what we're afraid of, etc. And, you know, the late Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And this goes for business as well. And business becomes so much more simple. I won't necessarily say it's easy, but there's a distinction between simple and easy, Right. And simple means it's clear. You know what to do. Now it's just go do it. And, and and it can become drastically more simple and drastically more clear when we let go of these beliefs and stories and limitations that are causing resistance. That's the work, ladies and gentlemen. Entrepreneurship is the ultimate playground for personal, spiritual, human growth and evolution because... You're, got, you're asked to do things you've never done, never done before, bigger and better than, than anything. And, and you've got to be willing to let go of some of the things that we cling on so tightly. And for you, that was a great one. And now today, there's no argument that Lisa's got a great business and she's a great mom. So hell yeah, you can have it all. Right. But, but, but here's the thing. Last thing I'll say and then I'll shut up. But here's the thing that people don't get. She couldn't have it all until she declared and believed that she could have it all. You cannot not believe it and still get it. People are living freaking backwards. Step one was she had to let go. She is in the person right here, Lisa. Lisa had to let go of it first. Then she could do it. You cannot do what you can't believe. Otherwise, people don't go after it. People do not believe that they... That they can accomplish the thing they're setting out for, they will not do what it takes to go after the goal.
0: Man, you can't do what you can't believe. That is so so true, and I reckon that plays into one of the other biggest beliefs that I see a lot of people have, which is, um, I'm well, I, I'm not good enough. Like that, that just mm-hmm. that can happen for her. That's fine, but you know, I couldn't for all the plethora of reasons, (laughs) when you come up against the I'm not good enough with your students because I see inside the BBD community Mm -hmm. or the whole like, well, there's that and then there's the I failed, which is another huge story and you completely yes. taught me how to rewire my thinking about failure. Can you talk to those two two beliefs?
1: Yes. Okay. So, we'll get to the F word in a second. The first one, <laughs> like this, that, this is definitely a big big topic. We could do 10 episodes. Uh, on just like, am I enough? Am I good enough to do this and stuff? And in fact, if we, t- if, if everyone listening were to look at a goal they have right now, like I want to do 20 grand a month, whatever that is, you might want to check in and just ask as you look at that goal, maybe write it down in front of you and say, do I feel worthy and deserving of this goal right now? And not do I think I'm worthy? I'm asking you to see if you feel worthy because that's, you know, the body telling you what's real, what's true for you. And most people will get a little, Uh, maybe if I work really hard and struggle and sacrifice, they don't don't have deserved it, right? And that's a very dangerous, slippery slope. And this is something that I saw myself fall into, um, and I see so many people do, is that they've been telling themselves a story their entire life that they're not good enough, they're not worthy enough, they're not deserving, they're not blah, blah, blah. And then on top of that, especially (laughs) entrepreneurs because we're a crazy breed, we've then said, ah, to become good enough, I'll just work more. And I'll accomplish more. And we've equated we accomplishment and working and effort and results as a almost like a uh, compensation, you know, to compensate for a lack of worthiness. And then that will that will increase my worthiness. That'll increase my deservingness. Um, that's what it was for me. And then I fell into a deep dark depression. Uh, I I five years of struggling in the first five years of my business, and then I had a four hundred thousand dollar launch. And it was like everything that I'd ever asked for came to me in a matter of days. And I was utterly depressed and I didn't realize it until later, but the reason was very simple. And this is, this is, this is critical. I had put all this attachment and meaning and story into this. Oh, once I make this money and I hit this certain level, then I will be good enough. I can, you know, like, you know, maybe then a girl will start dating me and, you know, people will like me and I'll be, I'll be good enough. Like I'll have made it. And the thing is, is I, I hit that, those sales, I made that result in my life and inside nothing changed. Nothing changed. No, I didn't feel any different. Just like when people ask you on a, oh, you're, you got, my birthday was last week. Oh, James, you're 35. Do you feel it." No, you, you always feel the same. You always felt the day before, right? Same thing <laughs> with, with like some result or something, you know, you want to become a New York Times bestselling author. You think it's going to make you be, it, it's not, not that doesn't change. Those external things that we change, uh, that we chase, do not change who you are. Only you get to determine, you know, your say. You're the only one with the say in who you are, and and your worth and your value. So when you realize that that was never, that's never in question in the first place, your deservedness, your worthiness is never in question in the first place. Now, again, we can go much deeper. You might get that conceptually, but people spend years of their life. I had to spend a long time in my life really cleaning that up but here's the litmus test anyone here who is a parent could you imagine if your child no matter what age you know i have a two and a half year old nephew who's like my best friend in the world if he looked at me and and i said you know what do you want to do with your life and he said i want to be an astronaut or something like that and then he followed it up with but i'm not good enough but i don't deserve to be it can you imagine how heartbreaking that would be as a as a, as a mother as a as a you know a mother or a father to have your child already telling you at such a young age that they don't think they're good enough and we would be like no 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 and we we'd use every strategy we could be like you are honey baby you are you always are you of course you are right so when it comes to our kids we get it we get it we get that their worthiness their deservedness is never in question but why is it not the same with us why are we always coming from that place that it's that we're not enough it's no different they are no different than us. It's not like as you got older, it got taken away from you. Only in our minds, right? So that's a, that's a huge, huge piece. Uh, and I see a lot of entrepreneurs struggling with that. Before we get on to the F word, does that, does that make sense? You want to go any deeper with that, Lisa?
0: It totally does. And I, I mean, I just have to say, in all my work with women over the years, there is this genuine feeling that it's selfish. It's also very selfish to chase yeah. your own dreams. Can I say to- something about that? Say
1: it, James. Yeah. Who's to say, so, so it, it is selfish, but who's to say there's something wrong or bad about being selfish? You know, the greatest lesson I've ever learned in my life was from the flight attendants on airplanes. What's the best advice they tell you in the, in the little pre-flight emergency presentation? In case of an emergency, put the oxygen mask on yourself first before assisting other passengers. Why? Because if you can't breathe, you ain't going to help anybody else. You're useless. If you're not selfish on some level, if you you can't, you know, and there's an Abraham Hicks quote that I love, like, you can't be poor enough to help other poor people. You can't be sick enough to help other sick people. There has to be a level of selfishness in your life. The problem is when people think that being selfish is in somehow being uh, in harm or hurtful to others and I think that's hogwash being selfish is about self-love and compassion putting you first and when you do that you give other people the opportunity and the permission to do the same and that is probably one of the most selfless things that you can do see we think that the best way to help people is to do it for them to you know Give them maybe even just the advice. Here's what to do, blah, blah, blah. And the best in all my, like, I've always identified as I'm a teacher. I'm here to teach. I'm here to help in any way that I can. And I have found in all my years, my most effective teaching strategy, most effective way to help another human being is through the modeling of who I am as a human being. Just watch me live. And that is the best way I can help you. I want to be, and that's not brag. I'm not trying to brag, it's not ego, I'm saying I want to be the example. I want me the living proof for somebody else. I want to be able to show somebody what's possible. If they want to take a day off and not let their business fall down to the floor, if they want to like, pursue a hobby or a passion or you know go on a three-week vacation, I want to show them if I can do it, you can too. And that's how, my, that's how I've watched you and the other members of the inner circle grow the most is they, if they, you guys rarely listen to the words I say. People will listen to this and 90% of it will, go, will be gone, you know, like in one ear, out the other. That's okay. But I notice how much you guys notice my actions, my behaviors, who I'm being, and how I show up, and you're learning from that. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, totally makes sense. It's just so funny that these, these beliefs can be so, that there's just one and then you think you've busted through that. Okay, yeah, I can, I can build a business and be a good mum. Yeah, there's proof around me everywhere. I can look to that and I can see that this is a, this is a truth. this was a made up story in my head. And then you're like, and you know what? And I'm even, and I'm even good enough. you know, to do that. But then it's like, I have to make this better for everybody else (laughs) and because I couldn't possibly go for the things and, uh, and, you know, go to the US a few times a year and leave my family, my kids and my husband and like all, all that, all that chaos behind me and just sit on a plane and dream about my life and my business and where it's going to take me. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to prepare everything that they need. I'm going to make things, everything better for them. I'm going to grow this business to prove that this is the reason why I get to do this and blah, 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 And at the end of last year, when I got shingles and was all of the things after a really intense year, really, um, you're like Lisa. You know, you're not really taking any responsibility for your life, and I I wanted to slap you. But that was that was a really huge turning point for me in another belief, which is uh, that that life is happening to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any control over the outcomes or I don't have, I, I don't get a say here. I just have to do more to show that I am worthy or that I am good enough or that I can take these selfish moments away. But what that moment, what, what that call to be responsible for everything that's in my life, because my life is a reflection of me, that. That moment right there was that that has cascaded so many, so many beliefs have fallen down in the wake of that. Because if I am showing up as responsible for all of the things, you know, this is my world. This is being created from inside me. That led me on my biggest ever growth journey. And it's been probably close to 12 months since that. And I'll never be the same.
1: And you're t- so, I mean, you've like been so transformed. And even like when we hung out in February, like two months later, it was like, whoa, or was it January? It was, it wasn't that it was like less than two months yeah. later. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk about this for a little bit, because this is huge. So it's this, it's this idea of cause and effect, you know, and that can be a rabbit hole in itself. Well, what caused this cause to cause that effect? Right. But Taking and, and being 100% responsible in your life is is about being the cause in life where most people, as Lisa was saying, um, experience themselves as being the effect. And I struggled for a very long time. And because I liked reading, I'm a big nerdy introvert, um, and I'm a learner as a, as well as a teacher, I found myself just devouring books in every category I possibly could to help me. Not just the business books, not just the marketing books, but like personal development and then i went down a path of like spiritual growth and development and then like ancient texts and like all these things and there was one thing that kept coming back to me um like i saw it everywhere and that's kind of become a litmus test for me for what i teach and share is if i hear something multiple times from multiple different places there's got to be some freaking truth to it And one of them, which I've shared with Lisa before, and perhaps she shared with you guys before, is this idea of this this ancient principle of as within, so without. And it's this concept of living, and people call it living from the inside out, um, where your external world, your life, and we can talk about this in the context of business, your business and the playground in which you interact with, uh, on this thing we call business and the internet and all this stuff is simply uh it's like a mirror it's a reflection it's a reflection of what's going on on the inside uh just like if we were at you know uh dinner and i showed up a mirror or or lisa showed up a mirror to me and i look and see my reflection i go oh i've got something in my teeth thank you you know uh, the the mirror can be very informative And be like, oh, I better get that out of my teeth. How embarrassing would that be, right? And okay, great. Thanks for that mirror. And then we could keep proceeding. And what if we could start to look at our life and our business that way? Instead of these things that do pop up that are these unwanted things, and then this will lead us into our failure conversation in a moment. (laughs) What if instead of these things that we react to as a problem or a failure, these were things that could just inform us, just like the broccoli in form. Oh, okay, great. I got something to my teeth. It's like, oh, okay, this is a result. This is an effect of how I've been living in internally. And by internally, I mean, our thoughts and our feelings and, you know, 90% plus of our thoughts and feelings are, especially our thoughts is so subconsciously driven that we don't even, we're not even paying attention to it. You know, so if we're sitting there all day saying, what if what if I get critics? What if they judge me? What if people attack me? What if they judge me for how I look or blah, blah, blah? And then don't be surprised when someone on Facebook says, oh, you suck. Who are you to be doing this? But instead of going, oh my gosh, I knew it. What should I do? Should I take down the post, right? We, we saw someone today who was saying, that, what should I do, right? What should I yeah. do? Someone just said this thing to me. Like we have to react to it. And and the reason we think we have to react to it is because we've already at even at a subconscious level we've labeled it a problem. It's almost like a mini failure. I think failures are big problem, like what we think is a big problem, and a and and, you know a problem is like a mini failure. And so what I'm gonna let's just jump right into that. This might be something people want to you know not hear or really defend, uh, and that's okay. But there is actually no such thing as Problems, and there's no such thing as failure. You cannot point to a problem. You cannot point to failure. These are interpretations. These are labels that you are adding to the situation. Okay? Because we all have stories of someone in our life, even if it's not ourselves, that got fired from that job, right? And then they turned around months, maybe years later, And saying that was the best thing that ever happened to me, right? I have my own example that I tell all the time about a quote-unquote massive failure in my business that's resulted in million, it's the multi-million dollar failure. I won't get into the specifics, but we were struggling with some stuff in the business years ago. And because I took the time to solve those problems, it became one of our flagship training programs. That is now what our business is all about. And because I took the time to solve this problem, I realized other people have this problem too. And I saw it as an, as an opportunity. And that's a distinction between successful entrepreneurs and those that continue to struggle. Is that a successful entrepreneur has a different relationship with, and I'm putting in air quotes, problems and failures. Problems are not problems. They are opportunities. And in fact, it, it, well, look, this is why this is important you want to notice how much of your day, your week, your month, and your year is spent trying to avoid problems, how much energy is wasted trying to avoid problems. But here's the thing. If problems didn't exist, like if other people didn't have their problems, you you wouldn't have a business. We are in the problem removal business. That's as simple as our business is. Everyone here, you're there to, to get paid to solve problems. I know it sounds like I'm just contradicting myself because I just said they don't exist. I'm talking about we're there to solve people's interpretations of problems. But if, if there was nothing, that word didn't exist and no one ever had any experience or interpretation of a problem, you'd have nothing to solve and that would be the real problem because you wouldn't have a business. And so successful entrepreneurs just have a, a very different relationship with both problem and failure. Um, that, does that make sense? And then I want to go deeper with, with failure, but I don't want to... Talk the whole time. Yeah, no,
0: no, keep keep talking. And I think this is such an important conversation. And, and because I hear people say it all the time, and I remember myself rocking up to the inner circle, and I think the words I said were, "I've just had a failed launch," yeah. and you were like, "Whoa, what's the numbers?" And I was like, "What do you mean numbers? What numbers?" <laughs> enter oh. the world of business by design. Anyway, just
1: like a failure. Yeah,
0: right, but. But just before we were having a chat about my business and my offers and I had a launch that didn't meet my expectations, but nowhere along the line did I, did I think of it as, as a failure. I just thought, oh, okay, so what needs to happen here? What needs to shift? Uh, what, I, what I arrived, um, you know, that almost two years ago with was a sense of also that that failure meant something about me. It, it mm-hmm. actually, it was uh, that I'd, I'd done things wrong, that I'm a bad person, that I'm not a good entrepreneur. So we can make failure mean so much.
1: Yeah. And we don't even question it. You start saying this launch failed, therefore I'm a failure, therefore I'm not cut out for this, therefore blah, blah, blah. And you, we don't even question it for a moment. Mm. And it just, it's like it's law in our mind. And this is what we're really talking about. You know, I always go back to that classic Henry Ford quote of the idea of whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. It's like, well, whatever you, whatever you say, you just, it it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You become right. And you're not right other than because you say it and then you believe it. Now, none of it's true. But we end up like defending it and like fighting for these limitations that we put on ourselves. And it's not true. So, you know, the biggest that's where I why I really just want to stress that there is no such thing as failure. There really isn't. Here's what actually happens in the world. Step number one, good, ambitious, eager entrepreneur that wants to help people grow their business. Step number one, they set a goal. You know, like I want to do this launch and I want to make 10 grand. And they usually have a deadline with that goal. That's a good goal. has a deadline, right? Step number two, they do the actions towards that goal, right? Okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And they do those things or they don't. That's another story. You, either, you know, we can get into that as well. Like, why aren't they doing the things? Uh, we can talk about that. But step number three, one of those reasons, by the way, is they're, af- they're afraid of failure. So they're going to do anything they can to, to avoid it, including not doing anything. Uh, which is an interesting <laughs> broken strategy. Step number three, if they did all those things and that deadline comes and goes, like let's say it's this big promotion for t- 10 grand, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to get the result that you're happy with or, and this is the critical part, you're going to get the lesson that you needed. You're either going to get what you wanted or you're going to get the lesson that you needed. Period plain and simple there is no failure in any of that now here's why this is so important i believe firmly and from teaching numerous students this it it always works this your business and this journey is a game it's a game played on levels stages you at you listening are on a certain stage it's not a It's not a better stage. It's not a worse stage, and it's not a bigger level, worse level. It's just the perfect level. It's exactly where you need to be, and it's perfect, and you want to grow. It's like playing a video game. You want to get to the next level. In order to get to the next level, there is a lesson for you to learn. Now, if you would have already learned the lesson, you'd be on the next level, and we wouldn't be sitting here repeating the level. This is why some people just repeat it over and over and over again. So there's a lesson you're not learning. Now it could be a lesson about what your audience wants. It could be a lesson about your offer. It could be a lesson about launching. It could be a launch a lesson about selling. It could be a, a lesson about something else, right? There's there's so many lessons. And then there's a difference between like, oh yeah, I've heard this and I know this in conceptual versus like, oh no, 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 like I've, I've mastered this lesson. I can continue. And if you don't learn this lesson, you don't get to continue. Game over. Sorry. Okay? So, Or repeat. <laughs> repeat for as many repeat, lives as you
0: repeat. can really...
1: Yeah, exactly. Some people <laughs> only have a few lives. Here's the thing. If you've already labeled it failure, you will never find the lesson. No one finds the lesson when, in the moment that they call it a failure. Maybe in hindsight, and they go back, and the, the dust settles, and they go, okay, maybe it's not a failure... But if you don't, if you call it failure, you can't find the lesson. You can't find the lesson. You won't learn it. You don't learn it. You don't master. You don't master it. You don't grow. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that, again, is like whether you think you can or can't, you're right. If you think it's a failure, I mean, you're going to be right because all you're doing is looking at I failed, it failed, it failed. I'm not cut out for this, blah, 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 and you stay stuck. Instead of what I want everyone listening to do instead is doing exactly how Lisa described herself from this most recent promotion and to sit there and be the objective scientist. You see, when a scientist is doing, uh, an experiment, he or she will create a hypothesis. I think that if I put this liquid into that liquid, this will happen. Okay. And then the scientist puts the liquid into the other liquid and something else happens. Now the scientist goes, Oh, isn't that interesting? Okay, so that hypothesis is wrong and this is what actually happens. What the scientist doesn't do is say, no, I'm a failure. I was totally wrong and I failed and I shouldn't have ever become a scientist. What was I thinking? They just go, oh, that was interesting. Now, why do we do that though in our business? Like most entrepreneurs will tell you that they they failed, I'm putting that in air quotes because it's interpretation. They had nine interpretations Uh, an experience as a failure before they had one success but what made them successful or get to the results they wanted was because at that moment of quote-unquote failure they found a lesson instead they said huh let me. what is there to learn here what is there to gain what did i miss what can i take away how can i learn from this how can i grow and when they find it they apply it and they grow it's the people I get nervous about that have accidental successes, and I see this not all the time, but I do see it. They have an accidental success, and that's dangerous because they don't know what it was that attributed to the success, and I've seen them try so hard to replicate it, and they can't. Oh, Failure's made at to the top.
0: I reckon. That is, there is so much truth to that. I've never heard you say that before, but I think I'm, the start of my business was quite accidentally successful. And because I believed that it was it was because uh, it was chaotic, it was because it was on the fly, it's because it came through me and it was 100% authentic and 100% Lisa and no one else had their hands on it. And there were so many beliefs that I have that I have had to dismantle about why that original product launch got 550 people in it and I didn't have an email list or Facebook ads or anything like that. It was quite accidental. And what you've just said really made me realise that then we can get very, very, very attached to why we think it worked. oh
1: yeah and then we're only repeating that strategy and every different level or stage of growth demands a different strategy and that's why i say over and over again to my students what got you here will not get you there if there's you will you we 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 all come with this like set of strategies and these ideas and it's like okay so we're going to We have the strategies for how we come up with strategies, strategies for how we make decisions, strategies for what actions to take and in which order to take them. And those will produce a certain set of results. It might be results you like. It might be results you don't like. But then people notice they keep you applying the same set of strategies and actions and they hit a ceiling. And they're like, okay, this isn't going anymore. This isn't growing anymore. And in their default way, and I'm just like so... Want to poo-poo this right now? Is they go well? I'll just work harder and I'll work longer. Maybe I'm not trying hard enough, and they try harder. They force it even more, and it even has the opposing effect. And it's because at that to get to that next level, it's going to apply a completely different ball game, a completely different set of strategies. The the phases I've had to go through and the things I've had to let go, where I spend my time now, how I see business today, all of that has shifted and it's changed. but it's not about me chasing oh I got some new strategy I got to go get or something that I'm not doing it's all inside it's in between the ears
0: which is which is great to know, but particularly frustrating when you when that place is very noisy when that place is untrained and unschooled in this kind of conversation so what I would love to do james yeah. is Like I have literally all stacks of um, things that we're going to talk about that we won't get time for. But what I I can hear people thinking and and saying to themselves, okay, I get it. I get that I'm making up all this all this stuff for myself. I get that there's things in the way. But so if is it as simple as saying I I believe I can? Or I believe I will. You, you, what Can you give them any kind of framework to notice when these things come up, these stories, these beliefs that are halting their growth, and, and help them dismantle them?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there with the time we have left. Um, so what I want people to get is that, you know, yeah. <sighs> Is it enough to be like, oh, believe in yourself? Like, here's here's the thing. Like, here's something that's at work. And first of all, you know, here just hearing you talk, even from a few minutes ago, Lisa. Like, yeah, it's it's a journey, and it doesn't end. Just like working out, staying healthy, these are disciplines, and this is a never unfolding, ongoing process. Like, I have my stuff, uh, and everyone else does as well. And it's just like this is part of the journey, and and it and it just makes everything. So much more like rich and alive when we partake in this journey. We can always blame that's the economy or it's the president or it's this software. Or it's my competition. But when we turn to us, we really like take a whole nother level of responsibility and so much more power back in our lives. But what's at play here is this idea that, um, it's your brain does not align your beliefs to fit your life, but rather Backwards. It aligns your life to fit your beliefs. So your life, that mirror, right? If we look at it as a mirror, is the reflection. It's the it's the effect of the cause, which is the beliefs, the perspectives, and the the way in which you are looking at things. So I'm gonna say that again. Your brain does not align your beliefs to fit your life, which is what most people think. Do they see something in life happen, like they see someone uh say something rude to somebody else and then they say ah people are mean people are rude people are evil it's the opposite your life uh it your brain aligns your life to fit your beliefs so you first ha- if you see people being rude you first had the belief that people are rude and evil and blah 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 but we're we're doing it backwards and I know this sounds backwards because we're doing it backwards, okay? So when it comes to business, the simple premise that I'm working from is this idea of how you see business determines what is possible for you. Because your views, your your beliefs, your perspectives and your your opinions about business becomes the lens through which you operate and interact with with business and if you have beliefs like who am i to be doing this or if i do this then i can't be a good mom or blah 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 that's what you're bumping up against that's what you interact with your filter belief and that will be the ultimate thing that determines what is possible so i believe anything is possible um, and like it's not even a belief like that's that's fact like anything is possible so what I look at and, and where we might want to start with somebody is if you're looking at a goal, if you're looking at the outcome that you're, that you are really committed to like really want, but it's just been sticky. The question we could ask is, um, you know, looking at this goal two two angles, two questions I'll ask. What? is the story that I've been telling myself about what it's going to take to make this happen. So what is it going to take to make this happen? What's it going to cost me? What's it going to take? What's it, what's it going to cost? And when you start to answer that, um, that'll really give you a sense of your perspective and your beliefs about business. Because you're already starting to say, well, this is what it's going to cost, this is what it's going to take, this is how much time it's going to take, this is going to take me away from my family, this is going to take money-wise, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of us, we just, like, where did you even come up with that? Where did that even come from? Like, is that the only way? How do you know that? Well, I, I have a friend and they did it and that's what it costs. You know, we just start making up these stories. And the other question to ask is looking at that goal, and this brings it full circle to this idea of resistance, you look at that goal, if it's been, especially if it's been there for a while. Is there a part of you that objects to this goal? And that's going to take some real honesty and some real soul searching. Is there a part of you that objects to this outcome? Like you want 20,000 a month, is there a part of, just a little part of you that says, that objects to this, doesn't want this? What is that little part of you? What is it saying? These are the beliefs or resistant, resistance, the thoughts that counteract our desires. And it's like the way I look at it is if you have ever were a kid, you did this when you were a kid, where you tried to run up the down escalator, like it's kind of hard, right? It's kind of a workout. If you did it as an adult, we'd probably like, <laughs> I'll just get our butt kicked running up this thing, right? But it's tough. You're running as fast as you can and you're not even moving. You're barely moving. And that's what resistance feels like in our business. We're trying to get up to the top, but we're moving at a snail's pace. When we let go of the resistance, when we let go of these counter-beliefs, when we let go of the parts of us that object to this, it's like someone turned off the escalator. You're still going to have to move. You're still going to have to take those steps, but it's not going to be going anything against you and it just oh, makes
0: James, sense. that important. is a killer killer analogy <laughs> love that so much Well thanks, Lisa. yeah, that was a really good one. You've really nailed that there, James. so well done <laughs> um I, I I want everyone. I think everyone hopefully wrote down those questions and is going to do that little bit of homework. And when they've done that, or even before, they need to go and check out your video series, don't they? Can you just give a really, really quick synopsis of what they are going to see in this extraordinary training that you have for free right now?
1: Yes. Okay. I'm in my 11th year of business. I have been fortunate enough to help so many incredible online entrepreneurs who are using Their wisdom, their expertise, their systems, uh, to turn that into courses, digital products, coaching, even like live events, workshops, masterminds, um, and, and more, and build six to seven figure businesses. Um, this isn't the first time that you've seen someone do this, um, but we take a very different approach, a very inside out approach. Uh, I believe most people are simply not wired for entrepreneurship. That's why, according to Forbes magazine, eight out of ten entrepreneurs will fail in their first 18 months. Eight out of ten. Success is not common, ladies and gentlemen, and I believe it's because most people don't know how to think like an entrepreneur. And so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take an inside-out look approach at what it takes to think, act, and be a successful, thriving entrepreneur. The decisions of the successful entrepreneurs, how to take actions like successful entrepreneurs, how they focus and think about things differently, and then how to build a business around that. A business that actually like works for you, the reason our training is called Business by Design is it's because... It's not business by default. It's a lot of people find themselves in a business they just wound up with. How did I get here? Well, every day the brain makes more than a thousand decisions every hour. So we're making all these little decisions and we don't even know. And we want to, we want to start making the right decisions for a business that doesn't have you feeling trapped like a prisoner, but really gives you the freedom that you desire. And I'm going to warn you, it's completely against the grain of common sense it's completely counterintuitive it's what i call hashtag backwards um but that's because most people are wired very differently and this takes a different type of thinking and acting and um it's getting our students wild amazing results we showcase a ton of them and their incredible journeys and the things they've been able to accomplish in a very short amount of time and uh this training is absolutely free it's eight parts um binge, like Netflix style, binge worthy uh, episodes that are 10 minutes long. You're going to love it. Um, people have said it's the best training they've ever experienced and it's absolutely free. So um, there you go. You're going to love it.
0: It's amazing. And uh, you know I know so many people who, as soon as they mention your name, like, oh my God, I love this podcast. I'm like, watch this series then. It is like on... <laughs> steroids like and, and because it's so visually exciting uh it's just such an easy watch uh and you know for sure my my business if people listening to this podcast have watched me grow my business it absolutely would not be where it is today without you know james thinks no one listens to him i've been listening james and and i have and i've been watching too but the inside-out approach to business and life in general, it is counterintuitive and it's triggering for some people. Oh, so triggering. It's so funny yeah. to see the comments that you get on some of your posts. Um, but it is the way that I have built my business. And I remember staring at you with kind of blank eyes when you first said to me, as within, so without, and you actually said back to me, Lisa, I don't think you get it yet, but you will. You'll get there, Lisa. And I did eventually and, uh, and you guys, you have to go and watch this series. It's absolutely amazing. I'm 150% behind everything that James does because no, not only does he bring ninja business skills, but a, a deep sense of spirituality and integrity to his work. So um, go jump on it. The link is in the show notes. And uh, I'll be in touch also with more news of how you can work with James and work with me at the same time. So that's exciting too. Stay tuned. James, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate this. I know that everybody listening has had about, well, I don't know, I'd say maybe 17 light bulb moments, Uh, but that's just a guess. So I can't wait to hear from the listeners, uh, their biggest takeaways on this episode and thanks again for your time.
1: Thank you. And thank you guys so much for listening. See you, James. Bye.
0: Thanks for sticking around. See you next Monday. Remember to subscribe and keep good company.